Hello there. So the Spider-Man review series is uh, coming towards an end now, the penultimate review of the series. And we're coming to the Tom Holland era now with Spider-Man Homecoming. This was not his first time playing Spider-Man because he, he was Spider-Man, of course, in Captain America Civil War, which came out the year earlier. And what this, but this is being his first solo film, even though, you know, Iron Man's in it, I know, but it is a solo man, it is a solo film, it is a Spider-Man film, so that counts. So, yeah, so this will be my review and spoiler talk of this, because if you haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming, there will be spoilers on the, in this, so be warned if you haven't seen it. So, <clears throat> uh, so uh, what I would say is, uh, this film is really quite great, actually, I, I do love it, and it's kind of, it was nice to see the Spider-Man franchise now starting to become almost back to its best again in many ways because I, I kind of, it was nice to have this because, you know, the Amazing Spider-Man films, you know, I actually like the second Amazing Spider-Man film better than most people did, as I mentioned the other day when I did that recording. Um, but to be fair, they weren't a patch on the Raimi trilogy still. However, this, this film actually brought it back in and now I could say I enjoy these films as much as the Raimi trilogy, so which is high compliment, high compliment indeed. But they still feel like their own thing, not that they're copying what's happened before. They do still feel like their own thing, especially this one. I think this from as well, and having its ties to the MCU, of course, opens up so many other possibilities that just weren't there when the the first original trilogy came out as well. Now you've got an advantage that they didn't have. And that's another thing that can actually add to the whole the whole excitement of everything. It's just an extra now icing on the cake with this. Because with the previous one thing I forgot to mention is when Amazing Spider-Man came out in 2012, it came out right in between the first Avengers and the Dark Knight Rises. And it was like it was almost in a way like just the disposable film in between them. It, whereas when every year when the Raimi trilogy came out, it was my favourite film of that year. It was always the big event of that year. Whereas this that year, two thousand twelve, a Spider Man film just kind of felt like an afterthought, which was a shame. Whereas now we're actually back to being. Even I even remember the build up to this coming out being really proper excited again, like I was for the Raimi trilogy whenever they were coming out. So this was this, so it's brought back the excitement and look the, of Spider-Man being the big huge deal again, which I loved about this. So uh, going into this film, the, the early moments of this film are great. You've got Peter Parker doing his little uh, video blog for, when he's going to Germany for Captain America Civil War. Uh, there was a lot of fun and charm of this. It's a lot of great fun. Uh, they try and do something similar in Eternals as well. With it, this isn't going into any spoilers. And then one of the characters like doing a video blog or vlog or whatever it's called, and it's just nowhere near as good as the way it's done here. It's just. And I mentioned in my Eternals review that you, the humour often falls flat in that film, whereas that was one of the examples of that I was meaning with that. Whereas with here, the the humour is actually spot on, perfect. A lot of charm in this. It just. It, it just puts a smile on the face, and uh, these these moments work really well. We even got the when he's, he's sitting with Tony Stark in the back of the limo, and he's like, they're saying, "Oh, we better record a video for Aunt May." And Tony Stark is, is just like, "Hey, May, you're wearing something skimpy." And you're just like, "Ah, dear, you know, hot Aunt May." That's that's another thing we've got to love about these new films. Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. We never thought I'd ever say that Aunt May was hot, but with with all due respect, you know. <laughs> but there you go. It happened. So there you go. That's another thing I love about these films. And she's actually great in the part. When you hear that it's going to be somebody who's looked like 
I don't know what age she is now. I think she might be in her fifties, but she looks fucking amazing. Let's be real. But when you think that somebody looks like that, it's going to be Aunt May. You sort of think, well, that work. But it was like, yeah, it does. So there you have it. Uh, another thing that's a lot I really liked about this was the introduction of Ned. I think he's, the actor's name's Jacob Batalan. I haven't seen him in anything else, but he's really good. I actually like him in this part. It, instead of just doing, oh, it's Harry Osborn again, he has a new friend and things like that. So, you know what, I don't know if that's ever been one from the comics or if that's one that they've just invented for the new films. But whatever. If he works, I like them. Very enjoyable. He, he finds out early on that he is Spider-Man. He start, starts asking him annoying questions and things like that. The other thing, this, this film was able to be its own thing. As well, right from the get-go, another advantage that that had over Amazing Spider-Man, which was my biggest bugbear I've mentioned almost ad nauseum at times, is that the first the origin story of that film was just completely unnecessary. Whereas now, I do remember even in Captain America: Civil War, uh, Peter Parker's about to tell Tony Stark his origin story, and he's just like, "Yeah, we don't need to hear that." Yes, he's speaking for the audience there. So there you go. Always appreciated that. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, and the film just zips along at a cracking old pace. It, I think its official runtime is like two hours and 20 minutes, but it just goes by in the blink of an eye. It's great stuff. And we've got as well Michael Keaton as Adrian Toomes, aka The Vulture. He was great. I really, really liked this character. Really good villain. Again, but it's in the tradition of the Spider Man villains, as in where you can actually kind of see their point of view. I mean, he was shafted over with him, him and his, his workers were shaft, shafted over after the Battle of New York thing. And they were basically got paid off and things like that just because after and for through no fault of their own. But the people who cause the mess start to profit from it, and you're just like you can see his motivations, you know. Which is again, this is in many ways classic Spider-Man villain territory. You can understand Norman Osborn's motivations. You can understand Octavius's motivations. Flint Marco's in the third one as well. So it is quite there. There is. So yeah, uh, but uh, well, we'll also get to like the the great twist when it turns out he's actually the the dot the father of the the girl that Peter's going to the prom with, uh, Liz. Her name is. Uh, that scene though is great though when he goes to the door and then it's we doing. We remember that moment when he first time we seen this film when he opened the door and, it, and it's him. That was one of those what the fuck moments. It was a great moment and then the, the scene in the car when he's basically and when what I liked about this as well. When he's driving there, it's kind of, he figures out who, that he's Spider-Man very quickly and very logically. It's like when Liz, Liz starts talking about, oh, you disappeared at the party, and oh, you disappeared in, in Washington. And you're like, yeah, that's and the penny just drops. There's so many times in comic book movies when you should figure something out right away. But the, who who the the person is right away, but they never do. But they, they actually did this time. It was actually logical that he actually put two and two together and actually got it, and then within minutes. So there you go. I appreciated that. That was good. And then we <clears throat> essentially like threatens him and things like that. And well, but he also even says, "Look, I appreciate that you saved our our life and my daughter's life in Washington, but get out of my business, my pal, or I'll kill you next time." Type thing. That was actually really good. That was so chilling, and that, that that scene worked incredibly well. There was, I remember, there was a meme going about when this film first came out, when Michael Keaton, well, obviously very famous, of course, for for being the first big major big screen Batman. So either die a hero 
to live long enough to see yourself become the villain. So, yeah, there you go. So, yeah, Michael Keaton was great. I believe he's in Moribus as well. So, there you go. So, it'll be good to see more of him. Uh, and, like I said, I mentioned the, the Washington set piece when the bomb's about to go off. That's a great scene as well. Um, I mentioned the party as well there. <laughs> that scene was funny as well. Yeah, and you've got, like, Peter Parker's buggers off because he has to... Like fight the villains and things like that, but every anyway, time he gets back, you've got what was it, Flash Thompson's on the microphone saying, "When I say penis, you say Parker. Penis, Parker, <laughs> penis, Parker." Uh, what I liked about this as well, this is one thing they picked up on is that Flash Thompson hates Peter Parker but loves Spider Man. That was a, th- a thing from the comics that ne- was never really picked up in any of the other films, but it was done here. That's one of the things they actually could have done in Amazing Spider Man. Actually, it could have picked that up, but no. Instead, they just did a. Peter gets his revenge in a basketball scene. It's like, uh, okay, whatever. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, well. Yeah, not a lot, the less said about the origin of that, the better. That's what I would say. But, yeah, so, a lot to really like about it. It's uh, Tony Rivoli, I think the name of the actor is. Again, I liked him in this, but again, I've never seen him in anything else. So, all the uh, the new additions are also really good. You've got Zendaya as well, who's, uh, she's called Michelle all the way through it, but at the end she's like, oh, call me MJ. You're like, ah, oh, well, okay, that's things. So, now nah, she's really good. I like her. She's a sarky. <laughs> I like her. She's so sarky and things like that. There's a funny moment when they're in detention and then the teacher says, you're not meant to be here. And she's just like, yeah, I just like to see people suffer or something. I can't remember what it's like. Uh, I can't remember exactly what she says, but I like to see people suffering and things like that. And then and she like draws a sketch of the teacher looking sad, and she's like, oh, that's you. And you're just like, <laughs> uh, that was good. I enjoyed that. So, oh, speaking of Zendaya, did you see her Barbarella-style pictures that she done the other day? Fucking hell, last week. Jeez, oh, incredible. Just, well... Imagine though doing a like a, a, a remake of Barbarella with Zendaya, and I actually really want to see that now. <laughs> I actually would love to see that. Although, of course, the SJWs nowadays would be like, Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> Not that Barbarella was a good film or anything like that, but it was one of those films that it's so bad it was good, at least it was somewhat entertaining. I mean, it was stupid, but I suppose you couldn't really do that now. But, ah, well, we can but dream, but. There you go, I, I, I digress. So, and of course, one of the other great things about this, not only was Tony Stark in this, uh, which, and I'll say this as well, when you hear that Tony Stark's in it, you do think, oh, maybe they're going to have him dominate Spider-Man or whatever and make a, a, a Spider-Man and Iron Man team-up movie. For the most part, it's not. It's, he's in it, he fleets in and out when need, when need be, but he's got a decent amount of screen time, enough to make an impact, but he never steals Spider-Man's thunder or anything like that. It is still very much a Spider-Man movie, much in the same way that Civil War is still very much a Captain America movie, even though everyone else is pretty much near almost everyone else is in it. So I, I do appreciate that. It's really good. Although the, the bond, the father-son type bond that... Uh, and Tony have works really well. I really love that. It's a great grounding of the whole film, and it was natural, and it made sense for Tony Stark to be in this film. It isn't just stunt casting. Just hey, we'll get Robert Downey Jr. in it. Just uh, another film for his contract. It actually made sense because it was him that brought him in in Civil War. So yes, I would really very much appreciated that. But the, the Captain America cameos when he's doing the PSA videos, uh, these were great. <laughs> I loved it. That uh, became a whole meme on the internet and things like that. Uh, and then the uh, the end credit, like the end end credit scenes when he's talking about waiting a long time for it and then end up being disappointed. And then that just ends. And then uh, it's one of the funniest end credit scenes I've ever got to admit. 
So yeah, that was great. So overall, it was real, really great to watch Spider-Man Homecoming again. I watched it the last time, a couple of years back, just before I seen Far From Home. Really great to watch it again. It holds up brilliantly. Absolutely love it. I'd put it up there with in in with the Raimi trilogy. It's sometimes difficult to say which is the absolute outright right best Spider-Man film, but yeah, this is in the mix. This is in the conversation. I had a great time watching it, really loved it. Oh, I've got to mention as well the scene where he's uh, interrogating Donald Glover as well. <laughs> when he's he's got the his voice the his fake interrogation voice on and then he's like, You're a little girl and he's like, I'm not a girl, I'm a boy, I mean a man <laughs> just like uh, so many great little moments in this film, I loved it. So Spider-Man Homecoming, absolutely love it. Great rewatching it again, uh, a lot of fun talking about it again. So there you have it. And next up we come is Spider-Man Far From Home, the film that had uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio, that'll be the next part of that. So there you have it. Thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen and goodbye. <laughs>